Welcome to Dungeon Delve, a podcast from Dungeons & Dragons featuring live play D&D adventures in convenient audio form. I'm Chris Perkins, Dungeon Master to the Stars and Principal Story Designer for D&D. The language and situations in this podcast may not be appropriate for everyone. And by everyone, I mean everyone. <laughs> <laughs> The third session of Acquisitions Incorporated was recorded in late 2009 and is represented in episodes 9 through 12 of Dungeon Delve. The party is unceremoniously kicked out of Fallcrest and makes its way to the dwarven city of Hammerfast. There is also an incident with an acid pit, but it's not important. You'll see what I mean. Note, the rules used in this session are from an earlier edition of Dungeons & Dragons, but the role-playing and storytelling are pure D&D. And you thought Critteris was bad. I did. I did. <laughs> I was under the impression I was a real foul person. Critteris. Jerry is a cunning linguist. Okay. I think once again, we should, we should I roll ourselves to the opportunity to introduce. Slash I roll. Yes. Oh, yes. Start, right there. Start over here. Uh, this is Scott Kurtz, also known as Benwin Bronze Bottom, fighter dwarf extraordinaire. Employee oh. of Acquisitions Incorporated. That's true. Headed up by CEO Ominifus Hereward Drawn. Uh, played by Jerry Holkins. Uh, this is Mike Krahulik playing Jim Dark Magic, uh, Wizard Extraordinaire. Of the New Hampshire Dark Magic? Of the New Hampshire Dark Magic. I'm such a fan of his. New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> it means a dash. It's officially a shire? It's, yeah, New Hampshire. <laughs> Um, this is Will Wheaton. I am playing Alf. Aofel. His name is Aofel. Let's all say it together. Aofel. No. Alfalfa. Alfalfa. I respect your name, Aofel. His name is Aofel Alfamani. He is an Eladrin Avenger, and he brings down furious anger and carries with him. Wheaton's cock punch furiously. Yeah, um, which can be leveraged as a free action. Hey, um, clean slate. Jerry's not me. Interrupt. Jerry's been really good. That's good for anyone on the table, not just Jerry. Hey, no. So, do you have your um, you have your uh, oath ready to go? It's ready. It's on deck. It's loaded. Okay. Chambered and ready to go. And you are. And I am Chris Williams, <clears throat> your humble DM and the recipient of Wheaton's cock punch, <laughs> being the uh, guy running the monsters today. Yeah. Should we mention that? No, you the, can roll bad all you want. <laughs> <laughs> Should we mention that all the dice that people hear rolling today? Yeah, will be available for child's play. Yep. Yep. Thanks to Will's great idea. Some you may want, some you may not. Yeah, want. exactly. Yeah. That's up to you. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll keep them in individually marked bags yeah, so yeah. you can throw you know, away uh, certain d twenties and keep others. Yeah, I thought that it would be cool. It would be. It'll be like um, like a game ball. Yeah. From, you know, like you could go and buy like a football. Or Plus it's an excuse to go home and buy new dice, so I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm totally fine. <laughs> These dice have done very well. And I actually, I have the, uh, my set will include the extra D8 that I've been using for sneak and my uh, rogue character. Wow. So this, this is a bonus cool. dice. Yeah. It's and a it's bonus dice. because most of your dice are blue and that one's red. Exactly. Finwin's fiery dice of lava death. Molten. Wow, they look so like well. lava. They look like candy. I went to the dice store and I wanted to find the most like basic old school looking dice I could find that those you work. didn't have to color in. So mine are uh, yellow with black numbers. Yeah, I think those are like uh, war games. I was game wondering, did that dice. come in the blue box? <laughs> the DM's dice have little Futhark ruins all over them. Oh, wow. Futhark? What? Wow. Fuck cool. yeah. Don't touch them. Don't okay. touch them. Uh, Don't touch them. They will carry bad things over to your eyes. They're clear, but they're full of sparkly magic. 
dust, which I like. Yeah. yeah. Re- residuum. Yeah. Really? That's all. I mean, what are those? Your, are those your wife's dice? Probably not my wife's dice. I didn't know because they're sparkly. Don't so massage him. A man can appreciate an attractive dye. I guess so. Actually, mine are made of fire. You see the way no, no, the, 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 I'm saying the I way do. it's catching the light, the sunlight is yeah. actually kind of. Is that of an incredible. S1? Is that an S1 or an S2? Is that any inclusions? He's talking about diamonds. Yeah, see, I don't even know about that. You understand? That. It's his people, his deep, his deep people and their oh, gym loving right. ways. Oh. Manly. <clears throat> I'm sorry, Chris. Would you like to play Dungeons yeah. and Dragons? <laughs> it is Monday, right? It is. All right. <laughs> We are in the town of Fallcrest. It is midwinter, and snow has settled over everything. And you guys have been holding up in your favorite sanctuary, the Silver Unicorn. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we're continuing to operate uh, out of the basement. Do we have do we have some new furnishings? We've actually kind of moved up into the first floor and the really? second floor. Really? Yeah. There have, have been we made a, a bit of a name for ourselves. Well, it's more like there have been a dearth of visitors to the inn lately. <clears throat> this season is not too busy, so Wasara is more than happy to dote on you and allow you a free run of the place. And on this particular occasion, you thought it would be good, she thought it would be good, to reacquaint you with Captain Nathan Faringray. I see. Who is sitting at the end of a table having dinner with you on this cold winter's night, but you are all enjoying the warmth of a fire. Right, right. And, and, and we, we delivered a... Uh, a quality service to him last time, so it you may sure be did. that and it may been, be that he's back. It has been a while. It's yeah, been the better part of a year now. Uh, but I remind him every opportunity. Yep, seasons have passed. You know what this dinner but reminds me troubled. of? Uh-huh. He looks a little troubled again. Yeah, but he's—it's almost like he's trying not to, you know, believe you with his problems. Okay, well I'm fine with that. <laughs> Let's just not do anything. <laughs> I beg him to cheer up and give him another flagon of ale. Thank you. Yeah, lubricate him. Yeah. All right. Let's get him a little drunk. Uh, when you get him a little rowdy, you hear him start to voice concerns about the spring coming, and it's taken him the better part of a year to try to train recruits to uh, defend Fallcrest from all that threatens it. This is ongoing. This is an ongoing hurdle for him, and unfortunately, it, he's annoyed because it's taken him out of the field, and he has basically been relegated to watching young upstarts flailing at each other with wooden swords. But... He says that his better years are behind him anyway, and perhaps he should just face up to the fact that this is his lot in life. And he starts to get depressed and sad, and you realize, oh, he's a sad drunk. Oh. <laughs> okay, so it actually went exactly wrong. Ixnan, the egg and flav, ale. We should take him on an adventure. Make him feel good. Just again. one last? Yeah, give him one last hurrah. One last hurrah? I'll go out back and dress up as a werewolf. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> he says, no, no, no. Don't. <laughs> no, don't, don't go on my account. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Besides, the, the Lord wouldn't allow it. I Jim here. sort of subtly slides two tickets to his next performance <laughs> oh. across the table. He's playing Fallcrest, actually, this weekend. And uh, they're not fantastic seats. They are in the back, but you'll be able to see the action. Is there such thing as a bad seat at a Jim Mark Dark Man? No, really. really That's what they say. That's what they say. That's what I've heard. Listen, I'm kind of friendly with him. I've kind of seen him perform up close. You don't want to miss it. It's a magical experience. Yeah. He says, you should really get out more. And I think that you might actually be able to help Fallcrest. Do you want me to do two shows? Because, I mean, I'm willing. I'm able. (laughs) He says, I've been meaning to speak to an old friend of mine. He lives at Five League House, east of Thunderspire. His name is Barton. He's been keeping an eye on some bandit activity. Sounds like a paying gig. 
Yeah, I was just going to say, so when you say help Fallcrest, you mean specifically help the bank of Fallcrest uh, lighten its load um, you know, in a financial sense, specifically coins you and maybe fungible gems. I am not exactly sure what you said. <laughs> I'm a CEO. Uh, he says, maybe it's the alcohol. Maybe. Could be the Henny. We want to know if the job pays is what, what my boss here is getting around to. I've heard reports from Barton that over the fall, there have been a number of merchant wagons that have been besieged by bandits. So he's thinking that we should besiege wagons and, and get pay? Maybe he's suggesting that we could keep what we find. Oh. So rob them after the fact. Like well, I mean, look, it's better to maybe maybe we, we can stop the bandits and keep what we find that they have taken, even if it was someone else's property. That's better than the bandits continuing. Exactly. And it, it has a sort of air of legitimacy. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting words in your mouth here. <clears throat> Unfortunately, we don't have trained guards to travel the roads throughout the winter, and consequently the trade road has become jeopardized by these brigands. I'm actually at a loss, and I wouldn't want to trouble you with something as benign or as insignificant. Maybe Molein. It sounds like there's murderous bandits. They have been around for years. Nothing we do seems to get rid of them. Adventurers like yourselves have tried in the past, but they're like rodents. They return. Well, it's a cold winter. It sure would be nice to warm up my bones with some action. <laughs> with a, I was going to say, with a long walk through five league house through the snow. <laughs> it is over 60 miles. Oh, we can't fight them here? We can't bring them to us? We should send them a letter. Dear bandits. Dear bandits, big gem at my house. by the fireplace. <laughs> it's been an yeah, ongoing Yeah, I smile. I mean, he, he should understand that this is all... Uh, like, we sort of know Captain Faring Ray, and he's sort of a sourpuss... And we're always trying to pull him out of his shell. So when we when we make jokes, I mean, it isn't just table talk. Like we're actually trying to to warm him up. Captain, you know that Acquisitions Incorporated uh, has this sort of task well in hand. Uh, let's not speak of it again tonight. Uh, let's do, let's just enjoy the remainder of the evening, and then first thing in the morning we'll set out. He uh, nods and he gets up out of his chair and he kind of gives you all a, a knowing glance and a nod of his head, and then he belches and says, I have to take a leak. Oh. <laughs> and he goes outside, opens, throws open the door, a great gale comes in, and he sort of disappears out into the snow. <laughs> <laughs> Wasara just sort of stands behind the bar, cleaning her mugs. And, and, and uh, as an arctic gale continues to yes. blow into the establishment. <laughs> and then she uh, looks at Jim Dark Magic and nods to the door as if she could use a little bit of help from him to close it. Jim uh, waves two fingers and the door slams shut. Wow. He needed two? Is that an encounter or a daily? <laughs> <laughs> He's drunk right now. I'm going to turn that daily over, surely. <laughs> Closed door dramatic. She says, Nick's faring ray is troubled by far greater than bandits these days. He has had a difficult year. Prostate problems. <laughs> okay, so I'm walking over to the bar to talk to This podcast contains adult language. <laughs> yes, Captain, Captain, Captain Faring Ray has been drinking here. Excessively, yes? Yes. And you feel that he is troubled? I do. I feel that he has no control over the defense of Falcrest. He's been relegated to certain tasks that he finds appalling for one of his station. Well, what are we supposed to do about it? We have seen him attempt to train the irregulars. Yeah, it's quite true. 
But you shouldn't be troubled by his affairs. You should be concerned about yourselves. You've spent six months here. What are you going to do? Gainfully employed. Are you going to perform for the masses of Fallcrest? What they demand of you. While it is There'd true, be riots. While it is true that your activities have garnered you a fair amount of popularity in this town, you are you have outgrown us. We're stagnating. We're, we're big fish in a small pond. I've been saying this. We need to expand. <laughs> well, I don't want to expand into training. His We've, friend, his friend Barton, is from the east of Thunderspire. Yes, he is the proprietor of the Five League House, which is a waypoint in between Thunderspire and Hammerfast. The dwarven settlement that guards over the Dawnforge Mountains. Oh, I know him. I don't know. Do I? You love him? Uh, you can make a history check if you wish. Oh, excellent! My history has a plus two. <coughs> so nine. Five mm. league house. You say? What? Seems like a big house. Dwarves? Uh, you know of Hammerfast. Hammerfast is kind of the largest dwarven settlement, probably outside of Thunderspire. Uh, it was built originally as a dwarven necropolis. When the dwarves were living in the mountains, they basically honored their dead at this site, but it has since become a community. Uh, an authentic city. So, yes. I, I've never been there, right? So I might want to go there. Is uh, it kind of like dwarven Disneyland, as far as honors? Yeah, a big stone rides. It is, it is sort of a, a, a great place for dwarves to connect with various clansmen, to speak to elders and to... Uh, basically enjoy all that dwarven society has to offer. So you guys would love it. And they have an app store. Probably yeah, so. Yeah, they get iPod. <laughs> so so she is she is in no secret language telling, telling us that it's time to leave the the unicorn. She is kind of telling you that. Okay. Uh, you can also make an insight check to see if she's actually telling you something else. Yeah, as I, well. I'll try to pull it out because she's been trying to tell us about the the captain as well. Uh, we're looking at a 16. Uh, you get the sense that she feels that your strengths aren't necessarily in um, bringing a sense of comfort to Faring Ray or even this town. Oh, I see. He's agitated. He's seeing these He's seeing these, uh, these young men. Yes. He's seeing like a reflection of yes. himself. Right. That's fine. I mean, he's, he's been kind to us. He gave us jobs when other people wouldn't. I, I'm perfectly willing to see if our... Uh, it, it, it sounds like there hasn't been an incredible amount of work, so... No. Listen, I, I don't mean to put the onus of the role-playing on you. I'm just saying that as your employee, I don't feel like it's right to step up and say what we should do. So I'm asking you, boss, what do you want? Oh, yeah, well, I, I've already suggested to him that All we're right. going to take advantage of this... Uh, because I his suggestion. I'd love to go to the hammer place. I already forgot Hammerstead. Hammer Hammerfast. Hammer Every time you say it, you should call it a different name. Hammerfall. Hammerstead. Hammertown. Hammer Mantle. I'll have to cancel my shows. Hammer time. Won't be the first time. All three. Will all three people be disappointed? All three people. Making an illusory jam. Two of the tickets went to him. Fallcraft. I'll have my understudy perform. Yeah. So so you can certainly do a small favor for him by checking on his friend, but. Hopefully, adventure will find you there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, our, our, my guess is that, and I certainly have heard of the Thunderspire. Um, I know that it is a place that uh, uh, attracts adventurers all kinds and treasure seekers. And I've heard of Hammerhead, so I'm excited about it. Yeah. And if you want to make Nathan happy, then return one day with stories of the fantastic places you've been. Exactly. I'll bring news. We'll bring news back, or I'll send news back via a mechanical bird of my own devising. In the meantime, I'll keep an eye on him. Yeah. <laughs> 
We leave forwarding addresses for um, Acquisition Incorporated. <laughs> yeah. Just in case. Yeah, because we, 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 we spent a lot of money on all that stationery. Yeah. I want to make sure that they get a return. She tells you that she will keep your fan mail. Yeah. Okay. We paid that calligrapher quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is a very fun flowing. Um, yeah, was the, so the, the very next morning, we uh, we, right. we set up a we set a provision from our meager supply. All right. She breaks out uh, her husband's old sets of snowshoes um, and hands them off to you in case you need them. She had a husband? <laughs> 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 Some time ago, she says. Oh, oh okay. You don't want anyone finding that mage hand. <laughs> you left 20 years ago, and I'm the better for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> James Dark Magic. James James Felonius Dark Magic. James Winifred Dark Magic. Winifred. That's official. He laughed. That's canon. You're Winifred. All right. So yeah. you uh, oh, get your traveling gear. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you head out along the eastern trade road out of Fallcrest, past. Thunderspire, which is this great mountain that sort of thrusts up from the middle of the Nentir Vale. Yeah. Uh, where you know there's all kinds of badness there, but... But that's for higher-level characters. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you've heard it's for lower-level characters. Oh, yes. Whatever makes you feel happy. Uh, characters of third to fifth yes. level have found adventure and riches. This time of year, with this amount of snow, there's not a lot of traffic on the road. Yeah. And uh, it's really a lonely, lonely journey. And after almost two and a half days of, dr- of drudgery, you see this large building by the roadside with steep pitched roofs About and big piles weeks, of maybe. snow around it. All right. Like oh, that. bigger than that. Yeah. <clears throat> Considerably bigger. Uh, there's a small building sort of located outside of it that's almost completely buried. It might have been an outhouse. might still be. <laughs> Um, but you also see smoke billowing out of the chimneys. Do we, can we see if there's any uh, tracks in the snow um, around the building, or you know, does it appear that there's been? There seems to be traffic, traffic, et Yes. Okay. Uh, not as much as you might hope to find. Were you the proprietor of the Five League House? Who are you talking to? Uh, oh no, no, I'm, I'm saying the uh, the idea that. Well, if you yeah. were the proprietor, yeah, yeah, you'd, 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 see more you'd like to see more tracks. Yes, if possible. absolutely. I think we should go into the Five League House and ask if we can find Barton. I agree. Yeah, I, I don't imagine it'll be difficult. Uh, when you walk in, you see a comfortable, uh, well-lit establishment with dark wood paneling on the walls and uh, roaring a giant roaring fireplace. <laughs> and uh, you can see mounted above the fireplace is what appears to be a minotaur's head. Ooh. There wow. is a. This guy's not around. I examined it. Is this, is this one of those novelty minotaur heads? Um, mm, Did you walk by? I don't think don't so. Worry, be happy. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> the horns go. <laughs> you know. I just start discarding, traveling off. Yeah. As I walk towards a fireplace, and then I do that thing where I sit against the fire till I can almost not stand it on my back, and then I lay against the bear rug. That feels really good. <laughs> I do that once or twice. Well, you can all make perception checks. Oh yes. 18. 21. 15. 29. That's good. Oh, that's a man. That's right. an improvement. It is a, sort of a quiet, desolate room you're in, and you're poking around, and you're looking behind the bar, and then when you see there's a lot of uh, dwarven ales uh, on tap. Uh, Alefell, you go over to a window, and you park the curtain, and you see behind the building, out by the, out by the stables, there is a large man, a giant man, possibly as close to seven feet tall, uh, basically trying to pull the stable doors closed through the snow, and he is completely bundled up, heaps of furs. He almost looks like a bear. And he kind of turns away from the doors, leaving them maybe a sliver open, and starts to trudge his way back toward the inn. 
Well, I held myself one of the dwarven ales. I mean, there's no one here, right? No, there's no. no one. Yeah, I start pouring it in my stein. Okay. I want to try one of the nicer ones. Yeah. Well, Jim is just going to collapse into one of the, I assume, overstuffed chairs near the mm-hmm. fireplace. Yeah. I can you to check out the uh, decorations, mm-hmm. trying to derive as much as I can about okay. the ownership. Uh, you do notice that behind the bar there is a great sword mounted on the wall. It's got a number of nicks in it. Uh, and you see some blood sort of encrusted in the hilt. Yeah, in Dwarven, we reserve the right to refuse. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. There is a huge noise from what appears to be a back room, maybe the kitchen, of somebody entering the establishment. And then when this giant bear walks into the common area, you realize there's a human under those furs. Deep, deep below. Exactly. And he stares at you with uh, ice blue eyes and says, Where are you from? We're, we're from all over. Fallcrest most recently. We're looking for Barton. I'm Barton. I, I, I extend a hand to the pile of uh, animal carcasses. All right, this huge Amhawk mitt comes out. Emerges. He's got, he's got like a big woolly glove on the end of it. Yeah. And uh, he shakes your hand and sort of pulls you in close. And he says, Fallcrest, eh? Yeah, Nathan Fearing Ray sent us along. He said you were having some road trouble. And no shit. Quite. <laughs> I, I'm taking it back. Nathan Faring Ray sent you here. Indeed, the same. My gods. <laughs> he suggested you might have road troubles. Yeah, he sort of sheds his heaps of furs and throws them on the end of the bar. They crawl and now, away. now he's only about six foot six. Okay, <laughs> so there's still, there's still, he's still a whole heap, heap of man. A big dude. And he says, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I know you! I am Jim Dark Magic. You are Jim Dark Magic! I have heard of you. I have heard of you. And you're Omen. Yeah. You're Binwin. Yes. And you. 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 Uh oh. Are new. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, he probably heard about the old story. Let me get you some drinks. I also have some bread and some beef jerky. Yeah, well. Yum. Mm hmm. Everything you just said sounds good. And uh, he dives behind the bar and he pulls out everything. <clears throat> and, awesome. uh, all kinds of dwarven ale. And he says, Damn Nathan Fairy Ray. I haven't seen him in years. We served together. In what context? I was in the militia. Oh, the, the earlier oh, the defense, the earlier defense of fall Exactly. Press? Yeah. And then I helped build the very walls that protect that town before I moved out here. I would brought you all the way out here. My love of dwarven ale. <laughs> oh, clink! <laughs> <laughs> that is a handsome sign. Oh yes, you don't want to see the business end of this. <laughs> Hell's no. It has two business ends, right? It does. It depends on what kind of business you're engaged in. Well, why in the hell did he send you out here in this time of year? Well, he gave us he gave us the impression uh, that you had uh, trouble on the roads. There's always trouble on the road. Specific trouble on the road for the past five years. Well, specifically murderous trouble that robs caravans, I guess would be the... the You're talking about the bandits of Ravenroost. Exactly. They are the least I, of our concerns. I, I, I nodded. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what I was talking about. He says, Do not concern yourself with these brigands. You should be more concerned with the desperados from Hammerfast. Dwarven desperados? I shit you not. Dwarven desperados? I have never heard those two words put together. Nor have I in my many years. He says, the bandits of Raven Roost have been a problem, yes. Merchant caravans can't get from here to Thunderspire without them jumping out of the bushes. <laughs> but Hammerfast 
sends this company of dwarves to deal with the problem, because apparently dwarven merchants have been among those most besieged. And what do they do? Solve the bandit problem? No. They prey on the very merchants they're supposed to protect. So they've gone into business for themselves. What is going on? I have never heard of this. These are your people. Yeah. Not my people. This is, I do not like the sound of this at all. So now, dwarves are bandits of Ravenroos, and we have these dwarven rapscallions running around. So do they, do they operate under official Hammerfast auspices? He says, I don't really understand those words. <laughs> what you mean by... <laughs> So, so, so do they have the blessing of a lord? Yeah. Or some, or some other... Noble? Evidently, they were sent by the leader of the merchant guild in Hammerfast, a woman named Marcinda Goldspinner. Oh, I never heard. Dwarves are, not dwarves are They come here, they stay here, they drink my ale, they go off into the night, lurk about on the roads. Are they in league with the bandits? Are they together, or do they... How should I know? I can't talk to these men. Well, I am... I am Dwarves are a proud race, and we earn our wealth legitimately. We don't need to go... Then why is it that they owe me so much money? He's got a good point, Valen. I don't like this at all. They have never paid for the ale they drink. They don't even pay for the ale they drink. And I can't very well throw them out without alienating the merchants. He can't. And they leave behind (laughs) a dwarven stink. Heavens, yes. I don't know what you are talking about. At all. <laughs> you are not like them, my friend. Hmm. He's a little. Not at all. He's a little bit. I can't believe that the merchant masters of Hammerfast would entertain dealing with these scurvy dogs. Please, can we go to Hammerhead? Hammer time. Hammer. Hammer. <laughs> Hammer. Please, can we go to Hammerman? Hammerman. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wonder, I say, Barton, do you have a, a wagon? He says, I do, and it is in fine working shape. And I have sturdy horses. Okay. You can avail yourselves of them if you wish. I say, do you have any empty barrels of this dwarven ale you're constantly speaking of? He says, three, out back. Okay. Uh, let's get those loaded into the wagon. And then tomorrow. I never thought to have asked for a wagon. I'm then, a lot. No, no, and then and then tomorrow. I, I, I want I want to appear as I want to appear as a delicious crisp apple to these desperados. Oh, drawn, you are a crafty sort. <laughs> <laughs> I do it. And I, I'm going to write. I'm going to write in the undercarriage. Will I be in a keg? Yes. Is that tomorrow what you're morning, first thing, I will get the wagon out and hitch it to the horses, and I will put those barrels on the back and send you on your way. This is splendid. Splendid. So, I yawn. It's oh, been a long day. <laughs> I assume the largest room upstairs is for me, or? The penthouse. Your room. He says, you have the run of the place. I'll sleep at the bar. <laughs> He's just yeah. underneath. Underneath the bar. In the drippings below the kegs. Yeah, yeah. It's just another weeknight. He's we're going to fight tomorrow. I need to, I'm going to need to have a good amount of beer. And okay. Uh, while he, while he does, I, I ask him if he has any, uh, any, you know, more detailed maps of the route so that I can sort of analyze it for uh, tactical purposes. He says, from here, it is a slow and winding road up the foothills of the Dogforge Mountains to Hammerfast. Is it, is, is it a forested mountain? Like, or, 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 or lots there of rocky trees crags? here and there. Okay. Jim comes back from being upstairs, and he's in a long purple nightgown, and he's combing, he's brushing his hair. Mm. What's going on tomorrow? <laughs> I'll tell you in the morning. 
right. He goes back up the stairs. <laughs> All right. Uh, Barton will busy himself with cooking something for you while you're uh, sorting through your rooms. Yeah, yeah. I just, while, while I'm pouring over this map, uh, I'm chewing on a on a on a strand of jerky that I've been chewing on for about an hour at this point. All right. Morning comes. Yeah. Yes. The wagon is sitting out there in front of the uh, five league house. Uh, laden with three empty barrels. Awesome. How wide and stout are these barrels? <laughs> oh, they're they're hefty. They're all right. So I'll be up front. Are you gonna hot? You're gonna conceal yourself among the the. Well, the, the I, 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 I'm I'm fine to um. Because I'll I'll drive. You yeah. should drive. Yeah, you I should be hidden because yeah. I don't want to. And Jim is slight and should ride shotgun. Yeah, to, yeah. To, to act as a mystical shotgun. I'm spindly and tall, and I look. And then I'll yeah, be under, I'll in the back. I'll be yeah, you a bunch hide. Of blankets, right? Yeah, I have warm blankets. Right. I'm not in a keg, am I? No. You have to be in a keg. Okay. You really want to be in a keg, don't you? I thought you were going to shove me in a keg. No, I, I, I don't think I don't think that would work. Um, anyway, so yeah, just we, we, he, he's heaped it up with furs, I assume. Yes. We, we've got we've, we've got um, merchandise. I'm just talking to my hammer. Yeah. He's throwing some like wooden boards in there in case the wagon gets stuck and you need to put something underneath the wheels. Yeah. He gives you yeah, he's he's got experience with yeah. mountain roads, so it looks like these horses could you know climb a cliff. If exactly. They really we we have um. Uh, kitty litter in case there's a mm-hmm. patch of ice. Yep. Okay. Wow. He says, 12 miles. No right. problem. I nod, bring the scarf around the front, uh, and let, we, we, let's get he uh, We will solve your bandit problem, Barton. He says. Both of them. We'll be back by tomorrow. <laughs> he says, <laughs> okay. I, have, I have every faith that you will. Jim Dark Magic. <laughs> <laughs> you are all great. <laughs> Jim Winks. Yeah, <laughs> what? What? Jim Winks. <laughs> <laughs> you say you thought you said Jim Winks to him like it was a goodbye. <laughs> I did. He did. Jim Winks had Yeah, but that he thought that Jim says Jim Winks. And he oh. goes, he goes, Jim Winks. Like he, <laughs> it's like Jimmy Winks. Dude, I love Barton so much. Jimmy Winks. <laughs> Jim says, hey, uh, Jimmy Winks, down. Have a magical day. <laughs> All right. And uh, you head off up the road, heading east toward the Dawn Forge Mountains. Uh, you can all make perception checks. And I will. 27. Uh, 16. Jeez. I love Jeez. to... Wow, 27. I love yeah, to perceive. perception. I love you to do. perceive. Uh, I'm not from... 20. You're very legless, walking on snow, hearing yeah, everything. Uh, listen, what do your Aelophelis see? Elves are our hillbilly cousins. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot. All right, so it sounds like Aelophel got the big number. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, as you are leaving the Five League house, um, you're maybe a few hundred yards away, you sort of turn back and you can see Barton waves at you with his big hand. Uh, but you also see that there seems to be someone perched on the roof of Five League house back there. Uh, a small, almost spindly man, um, and he is basically just clinging, literally, to the top of a gable. What? What? Weird. Jim. Very weird. Jim nudges Alafel and is like, "Stop the car!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop the horses. Okay. Yeah. Uh, why, why that's strange. We, why and we, we should stop? not leave? Yeah, exactly. This no, no, and and it's, like, it's like as we're riding away, like I mean, Omen is actually sitting on the back of the cart, Jim. watching the back. I, I just, I just jump off. Okay. Uh, when when you look back again, it's gone. Jim shouts back, There was a guy on your roof! He's gone now, though, okay? He left! Do you know that guy that was on your roof? Guy! On your roof! Roof! Yeah! <laughs> he looks up toward his roof. 
No, he's gone. He's gone now. <laughs> he waves. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I. He puts his hands on his hips. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, okay, no. Wait, there was something on the roof. I saw it. Yeah, there was a guy. <laughs> and then and then it was gone. He yeah! Waves. He waves. Tim back. Roof. He knows them. Yeah! Yeah, I think they're friends. Maybe he lives there. Sometimes, you know, houses have guys on the roof. It's kind of a deal. Yeah, they just cling there, and that's, you know... That's, Did I see anything, anything identifying? It looked like a man, but like a sort of a, almost like a child-like figure. Um, mm. And it was it was clothed in warm clothing. Uh, ah, you didn't see anything. It's long talons. Snow, All right, uh, not a cloak of some sort. Yeah. I, ju- I, ju- I jump back up on the back of the okay. wagon and, and hit it a couple times. Yep. Okay. You see Barton has uh, sort of got, moved back inside the building. To hang out with his weird spindly friend. <laughs> in his throat slit. <laughs> he goes, oh, roof! I say a silent prayer to Melora to Watch over him as, right. as the distance betwixt us grows larger. And Jim starts in with 99 bottles of ale. A Gorman ale. A Gorman ale on the wall. It's going to be a long journey. <laughs> the I'll Don, turn this cart around. <laughs> the Don Forge Mountains begin to uh, loom above you as you uh, pass through the foothills and up into the sort of craggy, um, more craggy areas. Uh, of the, the crags. Exactly. Shall we say? You, you mm-hmm. see Hammerfast ahead. It is perched on a ledge, uh, sort of clinging at the mouth of a pass. It's sort of like the, the guard sentinel of this winding road through the mountains that you've heard about. Also important trade route. The stronghold itself is fairly low set. You see a bunch of stone buildings kind of rising up, um, sort of heaped upon one another atop this plateau. The road goes right up to a gate. What you know of Hammerfast, like I said, it used to be a necropolis. And some evidence of that remains in the structure and design. The mausoleum type things, looming faces. But but built among them, you see more modern, blocky stone dwarven architecture. Really strange. When you get to the gate, there are some uh, fur-laden dwarves. You see they've got kind of metal masks hidden under their parkas. And you see their metal gauntlets clutching uh, thick-handled halberds and they come up to you as your wagon stops before them. One of them holds up a gloved hand. Uh, the gates are open, it doesn't look like, but they seem uh, very yeah. interested. In yeah, that. yeah, they don't see any dwarves on this cart, yeah. and so they're wondering exactly what is going on. Yeah. And you, one of them says in Dwarven, Ho! You want to manage this, yeah. since you're on the front of the cart? Yeah, yeah. Um, my, uh, I'm not so much with the charisma, so, but you're but you're so much with just, the gravelly just, voice. Just be ready. Yeah. <laughs> and you see him sneeze. <laughs> At least a cup of cold mucus. Gross. We are we are simple merchants come from the five league inn. We have empty casks that must be refilled. We seek the dwarven ale. How many of you are there? Just the two of us. No, I'm sitting on the back, like literally, and, uh, and also this other guy. Yeah, and well, and him. Three. Just the two of us plus one. Just three. Just the two of us. <laughs> we can make it if we try. <laughs> God dang! This I'm staying very quiet. Uh, he sort of stands in front of the horses, and the other dwarf kind of comes around the back of the wagon and sort of 
looks in, um, taps on one of the barrels with his weapon. Doom, doom, doom. Yeah. Sounds hollow. Yeah. Has a pleasing sound. Yeah. Taps on another one. Doom, doom, doom. Taps on the third. Doom, doom, doom. And then, ah, not a film. You may, uh, <laughs> you go through now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, who knows what you just And just waves you through. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, you enter the town. You see the dwarves are milling around, un- really undeterred by the cold, snappy weather here. The wind whipping through. It sort of howls through the, around the corners of the various buildings. The, one of the alarming things that you notice is that... Is that an alarm? Not an alarm. Oh. But among the dwarves walking through town, you see the occasional spectral apparition that just sort of glides. What? Oh, are are these like right. dwarven apparitions? In fact, the one or two that you see, like within a minute of entering this place, do seem to be dwarves. And then you come to a square where there are actually two living dwarves apparently conversing with what appears to be a dwarven ghost. Could I make a, uh, either a religion or an arcana check to see what I know about these spirits? Sure. If I recognize them? A religion check would be great. That's hot. 28. Uh, it dawns on you something that you were told by some uh, dwarven fans of yours back in Fallcrest <laughs> that uh, one of the odd things about Hammerfast was in order to build the settlement here, the dwarven clan lords had to come to an agreement with the indigenous population, a number of most of whom were dead. Uh, and a, a sort of a compact was reached whereby the two, the living and the dead, would uh, agree to basically live in harmony here. And a lot of the dwarven ghosts that persist here exist because they have either tasks unfinished or they're cursed. And uh, some of them are content with that, and others try to use the living to help them end these curses. Wow. That's great. I relate all that to you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like they, um, they, it's like they work a minimum wage job or You something. know what's funny? is coming from you, it's probably true, but coming from you, I'm like, pfft. <laughs> you know, because you're like, oh, yeah, the ghosts, they're always, they live here, they, they, they live here. It's they, like Ebony and Ivory, yeah. you know? Anyway, you were told by Barton that a certain Marcinda Goldstein exactly the merchants hired go. these uh, dwarven desperados. Uh, you can make a streetwise check oh. to ascertain where she might be. I'm not making a streetwise. Well, I only made fourteen. Twenty. I'm not very. Sure. Actually, twenty-one. Okay. Uh, it doesn't take you much to uh, pull up alongside some dwarves and ask for, uh, when you ask about Marcinda Goldspinner, they yeah. point you to her right away. She is one of the key figures in town. You know that this thriving community basically is ruled by a council of leaders. Each leader is responsible for a guild and Marcinda, the merchant's guild. So she's plugged deeply into yes. the, the, the ebb and flow of exactly. this city. So they point you to her clan hold manor. Awesome. Yeah. We roll it up. Yeah, let's roll it up there. All right. Okay. You should expose yourself. Now is the time to feed. Now it's free. You see, pop you up see out of the I pop out yeah. of the like, hey! You see this dominant domed stone structure with uh, gold <clears throat> glyphic inlays in the in the pillars and uh, balustrades, and uh, you park your wagon out in front of the portico, and a white-haired dwarf who looks like he might have seen you through a slit in the door uh, cracks open the door and waves at you. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 pull, the, I pull the scarf down okay. and pull it back over my head. All right. Uh, you can see that uh, in addition to his sort of wispy, long white hair, uh, that he has a, a large cataract in one of his eyes, and you can see that he's missing one of his arms. Wow. That's, that's a catamaran. 
that's a different thing. And he says, hello, come in. Out of the cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, a lot, there's a lot about this guy I don't like. He's got a boat in his eye. <laughs> there's a lot of strange shit going on. Uh, he leads that. you uh, to the lady of the house. And oh. you can see... That That's not Goldspinner, I assume. I assume we have to navigate a treacherous uh, weave of bureaucrats first, right? Indeed, no. Oh. Uh, They're very efficient, apparently. In yeah. <laughs> yes. And you can see that uh, her, her manner doesn't have a lot of uh, traffic through it. Uh, you can see that there are uh, there is a young dwarven woman who is apparently reading to some dwarven children off in the side room, but you're led past her yeah. into a sort of a plush, opulently furnished chamber with a large stone hearth, and there is a dwarf sitting on a stool by a window, and she looks like she, she's a sort of a, an auburn-haired mid... Beauty. Rather attractive, and she's got gems woven through her hair. Uh, she's very shapely, but she's painting. Hmm. Hmm. Does, Does that do it for you, Jim? <laughs> Uh, she seems to be painting what looks like uh, an elven glade. Oh, a nature scene. That's very nice. In the dead of winter. Yes, it's beautifully sunlit and yeah. obviously a summer sun dappled scene. Yeah, yeah. She's doing. Um, I, I, I knock twice on the door uh, so that I, I don't want to come in. Hey, what's up? I just I want to make sure that my that lady, would scare me uh, if I was painting. You have guests, my lady. Thank you, Okar. You may leave. Get your boat eye. And uh, she just slinks off, and she turns to you, and you see she's this uh, rosy-cheeked, voluptuous dwarven woman. Jim sidles up to her. Uh, you're very good at what you do. Are you referring to my painting? Gesture, yeah, or gesture to the easel. That, that, that's an opportunity for you. You're also a good painter, you. Uh, Elifel, I'd like you to make a perception check. Uh, 25. Uh, you get the sense that she is almost feigning an elven kind of accent or dialect. It doesn't sound like it's her natural voice. It turns it's like it's an affectation. Yeah, this is exactly <laughs> like Madonna's British accent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, she does have a room full of children. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, I would like to look as surreptitiously as I can at this at this painting yes. and, uh, and see if I recognize anything uh, out of it. It says you are all going to die. <laughs> but it's like in flowers. You get the immediate impression that it is a real place, like some place mm -hmm. you may have seen in your youth. Mm -hmm. uh, and some place undoubtedly she has seen and she's trying to paint from memory. Uh, I would like to say to her in Elven, uh, that's a very beautiful glade. She kind of uh, looks at you oh, and that's kind of awesome. in, in sort of fumbled elven, she says, thank much. With a little bow. <laughs> well, she's a dwarf, though, right? Yes, thank you. Thank you, times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I've got some elven, too, so I can I can pick up that she basically dropped the ball on that. Drop the elven ball. She's ha she has some trouble. Yeah, and that's fine. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to step forward and try to get the reins of the conversation. Okay. Uh, I say, I say um, we're here from the, uh, on behalf of, uh, of Barton from the Five League House, uh, and he's, he's told us some very strange stories, uh, and we, we thought we should come to you uh, before we investigated them any further. Strange stories about goings-on on the road. She uh, sighs. That's a long pause. Should I read anything into that? She says, you work for Barton? I work for myself, but I'm associated with Barton. You should be careful about who you associate with. 
Well, we know he has kind of a weird guy that is up on his roof. <laughs> is that who you're talking about? Why do you Because that freaked us out, too. Uh, you can see that she kind of looks a little uh, nervously at you, like she's trying to read you. And she says, he sent you here because of the dwarves, the Ambershard dwarves. <laughs> Ambershard. <laughs> what? Did you, uh, did you just say? say you, did you say that you, you have, you, have you have Elvin? Yeah. Amber so Shard. Can talk yeah. And, and she won't know, get it probably. And, and she won't get it. Yeah. Okay. Did so, he just say Amber Shard? So, yeah. What does that mean? Benwin does not like the name Amber Shard. I spit my drink out at the sound of the name. I start cursing. What? What do you know of the Amber Shard Wars? They're horrid. We can't control them. The Amber Shards are here yeah. in Hammer Time. <laughs> in, in here? In Glimmerdome? <laughs> she says, I have warned all of my merchants to be wary of dealings with them. They have a manor here. They operate out of it. Citrine Ambershard. You know her, <laughs> yes. Blackmailed Thane Zambold to give over control of a mine that the Bronze Bottoms owned, and it ruined us. That's why I had to come out here and join you guys, because we were broke. You say that like it's a bad thing. Because of the Amber Shards. Well, don't get me wrong. Whoa, really? Yes. This is a really dude. The Amber Shards ruined my family. She says, Citrine Amber Shard maintains a household here. Let's go talk to this chick. And their response- I'm gonna talk to you in Elvish for a minute. Yeah. We're gonna talk about we're gonna talk some elf, some elf and shit, okay? Yeah. Michael, you go to the bathroom. I'm gonna talk in Elvish for a minute. <laughs> she was really perturbed by us associating with Barton. She's very upset about these Ambershard dwarves. Right. We should we should just cautiously perceive that we're not getting played against the middle. I always assume I'm being played against the middle and by a third party whose designation I am not yet familiar with. But if she thinks that it's bad news that we're associated with uh, with Barton. We may be able to use that to our advantage as we. I would like to roll to an insight check to see dwarves. if she's if she's being honest. Yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't know enough. <laughs> he doesn't speak up. Oh God! I'm too angry. My inside, too angry. <laughs> you throw the sign at the wall. Yeah, I just I'm pacing. I, I, I say I say so. She seems to be a little seething herself. That much you can tell. I, I, I say so. Uh, Madame My Gold. father stopped drinking because of this. <laughs> <laughs> what is how, a daddy drug? We don't talk about that anymore. Yeah. I, I, I hold a hand to steady him Did on his shoulder. Chambered and ready to go. Oh, I just made that up. <laughs> that was, that's a perfect one. She says, what? My father stopped drinking. Yeah. Bronze bottom. I'm so sorry. The shame. I'm just walking and my hammer's just... Hitting the ground as I walk, I'm just pacing. No, I'm you first. should walk around and start dragging it, like, <laughs> like Charlie Brown. He puts an arm around you. Here, so exactly. So I, I steady, I steady, friend Bronze Bottom. I say, Madam Goldspinner. So are we to understand that these these uh, these violent dwarves that are terrorizing the roads are, are none of your doing? No. All right. I want to verify. I want to verify that using a skill. Okay. Uh, let's see if her lying is as bad as her Elven. Ooh, nice. Roll. That's a 20. You know, that's well, a 20. good roll and it's a good line. Yeah. It's a 23. Uh, you get the sense that she has a genuine, uh, utter distaste for the Amber Shards and everything that they stand for. And that, uh, and when she goes on to elaborate, that she basically serves as the matron to a 
uh, a consortium, a consortium, like, yeah. exactly. That she has vehemently tried to deter I several uh, of her merchants from dealing with the Amber Shards, but somehow the Amber Shards always seem to winnow their way into others' business dealings. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it sounds like they have a history of that. Uh, unfortunately, no one will stand against them. That ends today. That ends today. <clears throat> she says, "I will support you any way I can." Still continuing with her yeah. affectation. I, I look out the window out at the necropolis okay. and say, make sure they've got a nice place to bury us. And I turn around and walk out the door. She says, stop. No, I, I just did the cool line. Uh, you have to- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Owen leaves. <laughs> the, the three of you are standing yeah, there. Jim, Jim there will. Right. Yeah. I wonder how many times that happens where it's like, um, blah, blah, blah. That's it. All right. I'm out. Well, and then we're all like, he's very... So anyway... Yeah, that wasn't that's good line. Right. Right. You won't come back after that. <laughs> what did you need to say? Well, I wanted to give you all of the information that I could about the Amber Shards if you intend to get in their face. We're going to get in their face. Sounds like we intend to do that. Yes. So why don't you tell us what you know? Their manor is a converted mausoleum. Creepy. That's awesome. It's, uh, we'll know where to bury them. Oh, oh. You you're, dude, you're, you're, oh. you're ripping me the fuck off now. Yeah, that's I screwed up all the mausoleum lines. Binwin Menacea. My father stopped oh. drinking. Oh. What? What is that? Binwin Buckley. You can cut that out. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, you guys. Ambassador. Uh, <laughs> you guys are led through three sets of stone doors into Marcinda's secret what she calls her war room. Ooh. And uh, she breaks out a bunch of what appear, what appear to be scrolls, but then you realize that they are maps. And she says, I acquired these from the Cartographer's Guild for just such an eventuality. And I have received information from a number of the resident ghosts who have uh, managed, using their insubstantiality, to glean the interior of the Ambershard Manor structure. Andy. Madam Goldsberry, you seem so. You're not here. You left. Oh, that's right. Oh, it's still in the room? No, okay. We got it. No, you got him back. Okay. okay. Oh, come back in. Well, it was a pretty cool line, though. Um, <laughs> I say, Madam Goldsberry. Can we go back inside? No, I'm good. Yeah, I see. You seem incredibly well prepared for an eventuality like this. She says, Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you shared my distaste for the Amber Shards. Of course, cannot authorize. Oh, no, of course not. But, but I hope I hope that you can authorize a payment from the Merchant Guild's considerable stores. She says, "This is a great threat. I think we agree. And anything that you find is yours." Uh, I just want to, as an aside with Elman, <clears throat> Jim pulls you over and says, uh, "I'm sure these Amber Shard people are bad." I, but uh, is there a, some sort of law enforcement we should talk to before we start a raid in their town? I'm just saying I would not survive in jail. I cannot do time. Jim cannot do time. Not with a butt like that. Whoa! Hey, I, I know she saw it. Right back at you, sweetheart. So you, you worried about prison? You're worried, about, you're worried about dwarven prison? Yes. On success. But should that's, we keep how much of the down? That's interesting. You're an interesting lady. So <laughs> I've heard of Dwarven Pound me in the ass prison, and it's yeah. not. I, 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 I <laughs> and turn him from the rest of the group seriously. I cannot go to jail. <laughs> it's just a marble. No pond. jail can hold you, Jim Dark Magic. 
But a man can, and he will. <laughs> so you know what <laughs> It might be obvious to you, but I am interested in calling the threats to our merchants. And trust me, Jim. Don't worry. If we rid this place of the amber shards, will be will be considered why heroes. Hasn't, why hasn't the law, the natural law of the town, rid them of the, the amber shards? Have a great deal of influence. I see. Say, what happens if a house is destroyed in your town? What is the, Is there a system in place for that? I mean, is this Menzo Baraznan? Like, she says, it would do well for us to have an escape plan for you. <laughs> see? Jail. She's talking about jail. Escaping to jail. <laughs> Let me tell you what I know, and then you can decide whether the risk is worth the reward. Yes. She says, <laughs> sold. The matron of House Ambershard is Citrine, a powerful dwarf wizard who desperately wants to be on the Council of Masters in Hammerfast. But she isn't. That is one thing she has not been able to achieve. Ambershard Manor, as I mentioned, is a converted mausoleum, a building without windows. The entrance is the main doors, and that is it. And the entrance like is guarded. Don't like that either. By Thazen Stormbellow. I hate that. Never heard of a dwarf knight on the Ambershard payroll, and a former adventuring colleague of Citrine's dead husband, Duracus Ambershard. Does this ring any bells for you, Prince Bronzebaum? No. Thazen is extremely dangerous. So far, risk versus reward does not sound worth it. I haven't heard of reward. I vote for no. He killed a red dragon by himself. I vote double no. Wow. He fucked a red dragon in the ass. <laughs> he lives <laughs> in a cabin. He lives in a cabin on the Ambershard property inside the walls of the mountain. <laughs> No! With his dire boar mount. Jim What do you mean? His, his dire boar what? I, th this is in character. Jim wants to know if there's an olive garden in town. Because <laughs> you want to hit the OG? I want to hit the OG. Get some breadsticks. Let's talk about this. It is widely known that the doors to Ambershard Manor are sealed, and Thazen has been gifted. He alone has the power to open them. Omen. Killing him won't make it any easier to get inside. Omen, I can see that you guys are considering not doing this. Yes. Now listen, I just want you to know how serious I am about this. I am willing to give up my cut of this adventure. I didn't hear Except reward. for magic items. Your cut of our death, I don't want it. <laughs> that, that's the only... We may, at this point, we may die as a result of cuts. Yeah. So, many cuts. I want you to think about that. It is widely known among the various clan leaders that the Amber Shards truck with demons. It's not getting better. <laughs> Stop talking. Whatever. No. <laughs> I don't want to hear anymore. We need to go This now. is a test. This of is, what? This, of an this, emergency fucking broadcast. This is a test. We are either Acquisitions Incorporated and we acquire anything that needs acquiring. What are we acquiring? We're acquiring my family's honor back. We acquire and physical objects. <laughs> that's a that's another incorporation. Trust me, Citrine Ambershard, she's been not only has she been robbing merchants, but who knows what other treasures she's got in there? She is no a thief. No one knows, apparently. She has a rod's bottom. I stand with you. She has an. I artifact. usually find you overly dramatic, she but I'm with you this time. <laughs> I usually find your she has an artifact overwhelming. Well, she has, an, she has artifact. an artifact. Is it a magical artifact? Yes, it is. It's called the invulnerable coat of arm. We should go. <laughs> it's a it's a coat. It is believed to lie somewhere in Ambershard Manor. It used to be the property of Lord Duracus Ambershard. He what exactly it does it do? Which leaves mom and dad. She says, Fine. "I am glad you asked," and she hands you a scroll containing well all the information that she knows on the. Kite. And for your benefit, I present to you 
You want to read that, Will? Oh, shit, it's canon. This gleaming chainmail belonged to a poor cleric of Cord who fought to free his village from its tyrannical baron. Imbued with the cleric's fighting spirit and holy strength, the invulnerable coat of Arn seeks to reclaim its ancient glory. It is a suit of plus two chainmail. You gain resist five acid, resist five fire, resist five lightning. You gain a plus two item bonus to saving throws. At will divine weapon, you can use valiant strike. Power at will minor. Change one of the resistances granted by the armor to any of the following damage types. Acid, cold, fire, force, lightning, necrotic. Remember how unpleasant it is mm-hmm. to take necrotic damage? It's bad. Psychic or radiant. That I know resistance about fire remains damage. changed until you use the power <laughs> at will to Tim change Winks. again. Tim Winks. Tim Winks. And as another power, change the invulnerable coat into plate armor, scale armor, oh. or chain mail. Yes! Not cloth? <laughs> For me! For my cloth power. What? You can change. You can spend a healing surge. That sounds like my dad's old cloak of invulnerable <laughs> coat of invulnerable arms. So that's, that's it's, she it's stole incredible. that from us. I mean, that's the, the sort of thing you hear about the story. The coat thrives on danger, so it urges its wearer to take on increasingly difficult risks. Yes, too bad we don't have that on now. Because the vulnerable <laughs> coat's not happy unless the wearer is throwing itself into battle. <laughs> Planning and strategy aren't high on the artifact's list of priorities. The invulnerable coat doesn't communicate with its wearer, but its emotional state does rub off, so the owner feels elated in battle and despairs at defeat. Can we jump to the next podcast where I'm wearing this? <laughs> 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 okay, so that's 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 some pretty bad. That's a tri- that's the sort of thing Indiana Jones would go get. Yeah. willing to go after magical artifacts. There is also the that treasure power. that these uh, dwarves in the Ambershard employ have looted from my various merchants, which I would rat- gladly bequeath you to be rid of the menace. I should also point out, however, that uh, Citrine Ambershard is involved in other sordid affairs in town. Convicted criminals. Oh, I see. So her so her her, uh, her group is probably built up out of criminals and. Not exactly. Convicted criminals are occasionally brought to Ambershard Manor as subjects of Citrine Ambershard's wizardly experiments. She has perfected a ritual that allows her to trap spirits in the lifeless bodies of constructs, a power she uses to turn worthless criminals into slaves. At 209. Which she then sells to nobles and planes. And, and this is okay with your town? This is just the sort of thing that happens? The authorities of Hammerfast believe it deals with a problem. Hmm. Hmm. Well, let's get let's, let's, let's get our magic shirt. Let's start by getting the coat. And get the fuck out. And get out of town. There is one other thing. Oh. The authorities in Hammerfast recently apprehended a dwarf criminal named Varkus Tenen, but not before he killed several guards. And what you need to know about Varkus is that six years ago he was convicted for murdering the master of the Stonemasons Guild. Unfortunately, this person also had familial ties to Thane Zabold. Zabold, invincible, uh, consigned Varkus to hard labor in mines, but he escaped. Rather than having decapitated this time around, Zarbold was grudgingly persuaded to turn him over to the Ambershards. Oh no, and now he's bound into some horrible now they have a murder. This has caused a great deal of consternation among myself and the other masters. Yeah, I'm concerned. We fear that Varkus might escape yet again. She was checked out. Varkus was brought to the Ambershard Manor the day before yesterday in chains. 
The Citrine Ambershard is not home at present. She is off inspecting her mines somewhere abroad, but she's left her eldest son, Lear, behind. I'll kill him. Does she anyone... continue to affect the Elven accent throughout all of this? Yes. That is all she is. It grew increasingly annoying. Yes. You, you begin if your name is Ambershard, if you are so employed by Ambershard, or if you have been turned by Ambershard, it's, it's just weird. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. That's like, if an Elf pretended to be a dwarf, it would be cool. No, that wouldn't be cool either. I wouldn't know. That's cool. That's I'm so offended. I'm so offended. Let's go. Yeah, let's Let's do this. Thanks for listening to Dungeon Delve. Congratulations! You made it. You get 1,000 XP. Let us know what you think on iTunes with a rating or a review, or by tweeting at wizards underscore dnd. If it's a low review, don't bother posting it. Don't be a dick. And if you want more DnD, subscribe to Dragon Talk the official D&D podcast, or check out the Dragon Plus app on iOS, Android, or on the web at dragonmag.com. The adventure continues in the next episode of Dungeon Delve.